Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are Merely Role Players, where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compere for this studio production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories to entertain ourselves and to entertain you, the audience at home. And we use role-playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. In this production, we're playing Mission Accomplished, the role-playing game of Super Spies and Office Meetings designed by Jeff Stormer. So please take your seats in the studio for tonight's production of Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, Act 2 of 2. a subdued hippo than a rampaging one well i can't say fairer than that you did ramble on a little bit in that explanation taking up a lot of uh, service time so i am going to have to give you a citation on that but it does sound like you were effective uh what did you what do you feel that you gained by uh subduing the the hippo I believe I gained time. I believe I uh, gained a safer uh, working environment for my colleagues, uh, not having to worry about a rampaging hippo. Uh, and I think, I, you know, I, I may have even uh, gained some valuable life lessons for dealing with hippos in the future uh, if, if they appear in other missions. Well, I agree with that, but I do have to uh, pick up on a point that Pigeon made, uh, that you should not have been finding your hippo facts on WikiHow. That's very insecure. Uh, so that's a citation for data security. It was not long after this, I believe, according to the timestamps of our internet uh, surveillance, um, not long after the access codes were discovered, not long after the uh, cybernetic hippo was subdued, that the copy, previously unknown to us, the copy of Codename Mosaic's digital ghost was in fact successfully spliced into the undersea internet cable and released into the internet. did uh, codename Pheasant uh, not bring forth the knowledge that uh, copies had been made of the ghost? Well, no. My assumption is that they didn't know. They were the, the chief technician of the supercomputer, weren't they? Uh, who, who aboard would have known, if not them? Anyone with enough technical know-how could do it and hide it. I mean, probably Fountainhead, to be fair, would have would have really been... The, the person that, that would have known. Ah, yes. Uh, code, code name Fountainhead is who we're referring to, the uh, consultancy's senior vice president of amphibious intimidation operations. Tessie. Sorry, Tessie is what I call her. Yeah, I don't know if she's got technical capability, though. Oh, not the capability, but I'm just the knowledge was probably there. And I was just saying, I don't suppose she would have... Those were cards I suspect she would have played very close to her chest, even keeping them secret from uh, Pheasant and, and other underlings. Yeah, I'd agree with that. She doesn't like Pheasant very much. No, he seemed a bit out of his, his depth in all this. Um, so Pheasant was the, the wrong asset to prioritise on this mission? Is that what we're saying, Tank Top and Pigeon? Not at all. He was certainly the correct asset uh, to prioritise, as he uh, was known to have the codes to get us into the supercomputer. And would be much more receptive to our extraction of information tactics than she would have been. Certainly. Uh, A more vulnerable target, uh, an easier target to acquire. Uh, and uh, we had solid leads there. Uh, We we didn't uh, have so much on Fountainhead. She was uh, a closed book. And her shoes are scary. Still, it, I do feel that uh, Tank Top and uh, Pigeon, as those responsible for this part of the mission, uh, I am going to have to issue both citations for efficiency. Uh, you spent ample time infiltrating the, uh, the vessel, and yet uh, the vessel was able to pull up to the undersea cable, splice in, release the copy, 
before you uh, managed to do anything about it. Well, to be very fair, like uh, that wasn't our mission. Our mission was infiltration and getting in there. Uh, we had nothing to do with the uh, the control uh, and scuttling of the the basilisk. Uh, our, our colleagues were tasked, of course, with with those um, particular parts. It is true that stopping the release of copies of the digital ghost was a secondary objective on the mission. That's good recall of the mission parameters. Uh, tank top, take a commendation. Was it around this time? Uh, speaking of uh, of your colleagues, uh, let's let's move to uh, to them now. It must have been around this time uh, that Anvil you you engaged Edward Teal, codename Helix, charged with keeping discipline aboard the Basilisk. Now I seem to have conflicting accounts of this engagement. I understand from one report that the 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 bat your battle with Helix was was rather overlong. Uh, and that the the length of it could have endangered the mission and its efficiency. However, I'm also told uh, by another source that uh, you neutralized Helix in an admirably discreet manner, creating opportunities to pursue secondary objectives of the mission. So, um, who can can you tell me which of these accounts is accurate? Well, I think um, I've got a few points to make here. First of all, for the sake of the timeline. It was just as I had located the correct schematics in the office that I encountered Edward Teal, who was making um, some kinds of uh, rounds in terms of checking on the staff. We engaged in, as Tanktop mentioned earlier, hand-to-hand combat. As you know, it's my specialty. I didn't want to use uh, guns, so I encouraged Teal to disarm himself uh, so that we could continue with hand-to-hand combat as a way of making sure that we maintained stealth and did not distract attention from the rest of the mission and alert people to our presence on the on the basilisk excellent inventory management also uh, to not uh, use service ammunition in the course of the mission uh, I take a commendation for that and i think tank top also mentioned that we did end up on top of the basilisk yes that's uh, that's what i understand the truth there is that edward teal was a tougher opponent than I perhaps had given him credit for when we engaged in hand-to-hand combat. As you know, it had been a long time since I had last encountered him, and he had obviously been working on those skills. And the fight, uh, I did try to then maneuver us from where we were located in the office up some, um, at a kind of emergency exit out on top of the basilisk, because again, I thought this was the best location, not only to be able to draw attention away from the rest of the mission, but also to be able to um, dispose of his body successfully once I had neutralized him, if it came to that. That seems very clear. Uh, Although I have to say, uh, if consultancy agents are working on themselves, honing their skills, uh, service agents really ought to be keeping up. So I'm afraid that that will have to be a citation for you. Your personal development appears slightly lacking in this area. You, you understand this is simply what Summit's going to say when I, when I report this to her. Yeah, uh, it's not, not, not coming from me in any way. So, uh, so it did take place on the roof, but you still managed to neutralize him in a, in, a, in a, quote, discreet manner. Yes, and without, as you said earlier, sir, using any agency uh, equipment or wasting any valuable ammunition, of which you will remember we had a limited amount in our packs for being able to conduct the whole mission. Uh, that sounds like a criticism of the service, uh, Anvil. That's a citation under respect for authority. Call him like I see him, sir. I call him like I see him. We do like straight talkers, uh, but uh, not in this particular instance. Um, still on this uh, on this conflict, uh, just to just to wrap it up. I'm informed that you uh, you failed to deliver an appropriate quip after defeating Helix. What do you have to say about that? Well, sir, I think, if anything, it was that uh, it had been such a long time coming that I had so many quips ready that when the moment came, I just couldn't, I I failed to pick a best one. I I accept that as a personal failing, but it had been a long and uh, pretty exhausting fight. And so the, the right one just didn't surface at the right moment. Uh, what, um, I sorry, would just sorry. Banks, was, uh, want, Banks uh, wanted to cut in here. Um, uh, I would just don't like talk over your colleague's tank top. That's a citation. Go ahead, Banks. 
Thank you very much. I just wanted to say in Anvil's defence that um, sometimes you do say it best when you say nothing at all. Accurate. Ah, so you, you were suggesting that perhaps silence was in itself a quip. Golden, in fact. I did look very uh, seriously into the middle distance uh, with the wind blowing uh, my hair away from my face at the moment uh, that I finally neutralised uh, Codename Helix. Also worth adding that um, when I heard over comms that, that she had defeated him, that I did shout, suck it. So that might count. That was helpful. I appreciated it. Well, Anvil, uh, I'm awarding you a, a commendation for your efficiency with words in this particular case. Pigeon, where, where were you aboard the basilisk when you shouted, uh, let me consult my notes, um, suck it? Uh, I was in the uh, soundproof tech booth in the karaoke event, so no one could hear me. These updated schematics do show a soundproof tech booth, so yes, I suppose that's uh, uh, well well thought through. Uh, shows great self-control to, to only shout suck it while in a soundproof booth. Thank you. Uh, Tanktop, I think you were about to say something. Oh, uh, no, it was just, just earlier, I, I, I was going to ask since... Anvil had spent so much time thinking of all these quits, presumably company time, whether she could furnish for the record her top three as she couldn't think of her favourite. Yes, yes, Anvil, if you if you were to defeat Helix today, having had a couple of weeks to think about it uh, since the incident, uh, what, what would you quip? I mean, I assume Suck It is in there in your top uh, three. <laughs> Suck It is always in my top three whenever I'm uh, defeating any enemy. I had something around the... Helix today, gone tomorrow, and also a, a, and a really dark one that was just um, send my regards to your son. Yeah, that's <sighs> good. That's good. I like that. I I I was um, brainstorming this, and I thought. Um, I mean, we spent some time brainstorming it together, but yeah. I will know not on company time, only no. in downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. great team spirit, pigeon. Uh, take a say, take take a commendation. Oh, thanks. I, I thought um, my favourite one, which made it to number four, uh, so not quite in the top three, uh, was you know when he finally fell to his death. That that you could say he looks a bit sad now. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. It's if anything um, more up your street than mine. You know, in in terms of character and vibe. Mm, I like yeah. a punny punny quip. Yeah. Really, yeah. pigeon puns are the lowest form of wit. Take a citation. Point of order, sir. I think sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. Don't talk back to me. Don't talk back to me, Pigeon. Show some respect for authority. Take another citation. Excellent. God damn it, Pigeon, you've really done it now. Uh, we're coming back to you now, of course, uh, because it was it was around this time that you did actually, or, or that as a team, you did achieve the uh, mission objective and managed to obtain a copy of the uh, Mosaic's digital ghost to bring back to the service. Pigeon, Pigeon must have played a, a role having uh, got into the supercomputer, but who can furnish me with particulars? Absolutely. Pigeon certainly played an important role after she uh, expertly passed on the access codes uh, to me from uh, Pheasant. I was able to get through the final layer of uh, security, uh, extract the, the, the data chips from the supercomputer, uh, and it was at that point uh, I radioed to Bank to let her know that uh, the primary objectives had been complete and that if uh, she had the opportunity, then I felt this was a good time to scuttle the basilisk and complete one of the side missions. Now, I was not aware that the uh, basilisk had been successfully scuttled as part of this mission. Uh, who can furnish me with particulars of that? So, unfortunately, I had been, um, as well as taking time to make sure all communications were still working, I was moving around and placing small bombs just in the hope of setting them all off in one go once all of us were away. That's very efficient use of time, Banks. Take a commendation. Thank you. The difficulty is I think perhaps the bombs that I had were not as powerful as I've been issued for previous operations and I only managed to blow the bloody doors off. I didn't actually manage to make a more powerfully destructive explosion just baby bombs not big boy bombs hmm. uh, how, how did that affect the rest of the team very demoralizing well it, it sounds like you had a negative effect on team spirit there banks so i'm going to have to issue you a citation 
Of course, I can only apologise. Sorry, go ahead, tank top. Uh, it, no, no, no I, I was just going to um, say that while it it, it was as um, as we said disappointing not to complete that uh, particular side uh, objective, it did give us a very clear exit strategy um, from the basilisk, uh, and so uh, we were able to utilise that for our extraction. So it, you know. It did, yeah. It did have it did have the bonus of uh, mitigating the risk of us injuring ourselves as well. And I think to make a final point here, um, they will still have had to ground the basilisk for the purpose of repairs. So we uh, banks was able to put it out of action for at least a short amount of time, which you know the agency could leverage as an opportunity yeah, if we if we wanted to. Well, that, that's it's all very good that uh, that all of you are leaping to your colleagues' defence. But uh, as you know, we do value personal development here at the service as well. So I'm afraid Anvil, Pigeon, uh, Tank Top, take a citation each. Now, Pigeon, there was uh, it was around this time, I believe, on my timeline after the uh, explosions, as the extraction was beginning, uh, you had a an opportunity to neutralise Codename Fountainhead. Uh, but chose not to take it. Can you talk us through why? Yeah, um, so Tessie, Teresa, um, Fountainhead, was actually uh, ranked in the top three of our karaoke final. And um, as she was on stage, I felt like it would be much too conspicuous to take her out at that point, especially as we were in a room filled with uh, her operatives. That that was it, really. Visibility was the issue. Um, and I, I might uh, like just to... Uh, if I if I may add to to this, I think this was a very wise decision from Pigeon in the end, uh, as uh, un, un, unbeknownst uh, to Fountain, I believe Pigeon at the time, uh, as I was currently in the supercomputer, I had a live feed, uh, and Fountainhead really bombed in that final. I mean, she wasn't the strongest to begin with, right? I think really she only got into the final because she was the VP and people didn't want to vote her out. Mm. But it was a terrible rendition of uh, Bright Eyes, uh, not in her range. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe the name of the song is Total Eclipse of the Heart. But, yes. No, no, she was singing Bright Eyes. The Art Garfunkel hit. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm out of touch. I'm sorry. That, that, so, so she, why is she singing that song? I mean... But I was able to... Yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. It was not in the mood. Like, this was a confetti cannon play. She was singing that. She got it entirely wrong. But I was able to uh, record a live feed from that and have that copy that I can provide to uh, the service. I believe will go a long way in discrediting the consultancy. Uh, that this is how their VP behaves. Uh, this is uh, what uh, she is doing while the uh, basilisk was under attack, <laughs> no less. Uh, high, hardly the uh, place to be as uh, the leader of the consultancy forces. And I will happily make that footage uh, available to the service once we come in from the cold. I think that's a really good idea. And um, just to add to that, um if my phone can be um, fixed, that water damage, um, then I do actually have a special encryption on there that will allow me to activate the implant that I put in her arm, which will kill her at a later date. So there's still plenty of time to take her out. It's just that because my phone is waterlogged, I can't can't do it right now. Have you tried putting it in some rice? It's in rice right now, yeah. Well done, um, good thinking. That was what the, uh, the, the tech team did... Um, recommend that I do and then if that doesn't work uh, I'm going to take it into them and I think they have a way of turning it off and on again so good to know it certainly sounds like you uh, contributed to the secondary objectives of the mission pigeon uh, we will come to the uh, the, the equipment incident uh, in a moment uh, but for now uh, please accept a commendation uh, for uh, your treatment of this situation with Fountainhead thank you now uh uh, I, I'm slightly confused about the timeline here because, uh, as we've established, uh, Banks was aboard the uh, basilisk, triggering the uh, the bombs that blew the uh, bloody doors off. Yet, uh, I have also received an anonymous report that at, when uh, she ought to have been extracting the team, uh, so at the, roughly this point in the mission, Banks had in fact uh, requisitioned a service helicopter and was using it to take herself for a spa day. Uh, Banks, uh, can you account for this? And can anybody account for the the contradicting stories here? 
Well, um, that's just entirely daft. Uh, the mission was only three hours at, at the very most, and you can't fit a decent spa day in that. So that's just fabrication. Thanks. I think I might know where this rumour came from. Because uh, you went on, a, I think, a covert mission to try to uh, do one of our secondary objectives. And uh, I think it was me that let everyone know uh, that you've gone on a spa day as a way of... Um, distracting anyone who might have been overhearing aha uh-huh. because I, I was convinced there was a mole at this point so I thought maybe our lines had been tapped and I wanted to make sure that there was no way anyone could imagine that you were doing uh, the job with the data cable that you were actually doing right yeah so I think yeah so what I was um, actually doing was using some extra data cable to write the consultancy our rubbish in the sky in the sky with cable, uh, sort of pulling it along behind a behind a helicopter like a banner. Yes, very in- innovative use of use of uh, resources found in the field. Certainly, uh, perhaps uh, not as covert as the service prefers to be. But you know, I have an international reputation for helicopter flare to uphold. Ah, uh, yeah. So. You were uh, simply uh, contributing to your own personal development. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, whilst also trying to embarrass the consultancy. Well, it sounds like that that certainly worked, and it was good of you to use uh, resources found in the field rather than service resources. So take a commendation for that. Uh, Anvil, it sounds like your cover story rather confused your colleagues and led to some contradictory reports here. So that's a citation for you, I'm afraid. lovies it's me matt your compare just check 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 in the tech here in the interval i hope you've been enjoying this studio interlude next week's episode will be a post-show discussion from codename mosaic ghost recall then the week after that we're reopening the main house for vigil tourist trap it's summer in sheridan and the local businesses aren't the only ones who want something from the out-of-town crowd Vigil Tourist Trap stars Helen Stratton, who also plays Agent Banks in this very production, as Melody the Constructed, alongside Chris Buxy as Calisterius Softbinding the Expert, Chris McLennan as Ed Kincaid the Professional, and Ellen Gould as Jess Butterworth the Spooky. Four new hunters, stepping up to take care of the same old, poor old, neglected town, as tourists and townsfolk alike start turning up drained in a subtle and sinister way. Tune in on Tuesday the 1st of June for Vigil Tourist Trap, Act 1 of 5. Back to this week, a few of the Merely Roll players cast are making guest appearances on Twitch as part of a week-long streamathon to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Sabotage the DM. I told you a bit about Sabotage the DM last episode. They're a company of immersive performers telling improvised stories in the magical and mysterious world of Dungeons & Dragons. Their Twitch channel just turned one year old, and to celebrate, they're right now in the middle of running seven straight days of streams. This Friday the 21st, at 6pm UTC plus one, you can catch what I believe is the Twitch debut of Ellie Pitkin, who plays Agent Pigeon in this very production, and Alexander Pankhurst, who you might remember as Soft Skull in Dr. Magnet Hands, or Graham the Demon Accountant in Vigil Playtime. They're appearing in the Rebel Roleplayers Roundtable, a talk show all about roleplaying games. Then, at the same time on Sunday the 23rd, you can catch Alex again, this time with Natalie Winter, who last appeared as Gwyneth the Divine in Vigil Cold Snap. They'll be playing in a live actual play of the role-playing game Dead of Night. The full schedule for Sabotage the DM's anniversary week of streams is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash sabotage the DM. That link is also in the program notes for this episode. If you tune in, don't forget to let the chat know that merely roleplayers sent you. 
Finally, just before I go unfreeze the players to continue this scene, I would like to direct your attention to the centre pages of your program, where you'll find a glossy ad for the return of the Space Jam Continuum podcast. They went on hiatus during Covid lockdown, but now they're back, re-energised by the trailer for Space Jam 2 and more determined than ever to craft a cohesive cinematic universe out of Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies, with the good 1996 movie Space Jam as their narrative's Avengers Endgame. After that, it's time to take your seats once again in the studio for the conclusion of Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, Act 2 of 2. In a world that appears to make no linear sense, there's a time-travelling rabbit with an important agenda. What is it? No one knows, but it has something to do with basketball. Welcome to a reality where a famous pig actor turned despotic leader rules with an iron fist, and a psychopathic duck may be our only hope for salvation. Welcome to the Tooniverse. The Space Jam Continuum is a show where two brave souls attempt to create a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. Looney Tunes from 1937 all the way to Space Jam. Why? Because in an era where all people want is a cinematic universe and reboots of old cartoons, we're the only ones with a resolve to combine the two. So join us every Wednesday as we explore the depths of the Tooniverse, slowly clawing our way ever closer to the 1996 classic. That's the Space Jam Continuum, every Wednesday at kaiju.fm or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and we advise you start at the beginning. It's a good idea. So uh, now that we've got that sorted out, uh, at some point during the, uh, the your extraction from the basilisk uh, was when I believe Pigeon's phone went in the sea. Uh, so how did that occur? Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to be that spy, but I did notice that during the mission, the uh, standard issue. Uh, non-slip case had been removed from the spoon. Now, I'm not saying that it was Pigeon that removed it. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I, from my point of view, when it went into the sea, the case was not on the phone. Well, I, I, I don't want to be that agent either, but I had actually officially notified the team uh, and our senior managers that uh, I needed to make a... an off inventory case swap in order to maintain my deep cover um it wasn't believable that my 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 cover character would have had a standard issue looking phone case i needed to have something a bit more um blingy so and i i did send that out in an email so i feel like maybe you just hadn't checked that email Ah, yes, you were all uh, instructed to keep up with your emails while on this mission. You were close to a high-speed undersea data cable, so there's no excuse not to. Uh... Oh, you emailed us. I, I didn't uh, realise that uh, we would need to be CC'd on, on such emails. Really, my personal email management, uh, I, you know, I'm very much an inbox zero kind of spy. And when I see emails that I am CC'd on and it's like re-re-re the phone case, like I'm having to think about company time uh, and generally they just get put in, in the archive knowing that if it's really important that I, I join in that conversation, somebody will reach out to me directly, maybe via a chat app instead. Uh, and I was really focusing on the key emails required for this, uh, for this mission. I don't know about the others. Well, it's awkward, isn't it? Because it turned out that was a key email. Well, I mean, not for me. It didn't affect uh, my part of the mission uh, at all. I, I... Well, it's affected the debrief, hasn't it? It has. Tank Top, it has led to uh, uh, taking up rather a large amount of time in this meeting. So I well, will I know, have to give you a I citation was, I was for asked, that, I'm afraid. Uh, specifically for, to what I said, and, and I'd like to point out that no one else here had uh, spoke up. Uh, and we are always taught to, you know, speak out. Uh, and there's there's no repercussions. If you see something that you think may have been wrong, then... Uh, you should let us know for your development and that of your uh, colleagues. Yeah, you have to grab that ring. Mm. You do have to grab that ring. Sometimes that brass ring. Yeah. Good recall, Banks. Take a commendation. Thank you. Always good to remember our our key values. It does seem um, very convenient that uh, Pigeon's phone didn't have its case and it happened to fall in the sea and it's the only way that she can use the encrypted software to neutralise 
um, Fountainhead at some later date, though. I mean, I'd characterise that as pretty inconvenient, actually. It's, it's proving to be very inconvenient, isn't it? It's quite annoying. But like, how did how did any of that like that chain of events? It's just it's a lot of it's a lot of coincidences. And regardless on whether you informed us uh, or or not, uh, it is uh, each individual agent's responsibility to look after their equipment. After all. Anvil, you're normally much blunter than this. Uh, if you if you want to say something, do say it. Otherwise, I'll have to write you up for efficiency. Um, I think uh, Fountainhead got to Pigeon, and she made a choice not to neutralise her because she got carried away with karaoke. Pigeon, how do you respond to this? Lies. That's not what happened. I d- I've made it very clear I don't like her, and I'm scared of her shoes. I, I mean, it, it's it's very simple. Eliminating her was not part of our main objective. When I saw the opportunity to implant whilst shaking her hand and congratulating her for third place in the competition, I did so, knowing that I'd be able to potentially activate that at a later date. Unfortunately, it's a systematic error that we don't have any way to centralise the system whereby we can uh, set off those uh, deathly implants. They are down to individual agents and their devices. And, you know, our devices aren't waterproof enough to be able to withstand damage and we were on a ship so i think actually this is more a case of a lessons learned exercise to report into our it services we will certainly be learning lessons from this i just want to point out that uh, pigeon did manage to send an email about her phone case but did not manage to send an email that any of us saw at least about the implant that's because the implant happened mere moments before the whole thing exploded and we had to get out but we're supposed to be managing our emails you can't manage an email in that, in that short space of time. We were on comms as well. I mean, no, none of this is possible. I mean, it's super fast data. I mean, our emails were accessible and easily responsible to at all times. I stopped and sent an email mid-fight Pigeon, with Edward Thiel. A- agents with commitment to excellence do not talk about what, what they cannot do on a mission. That's a citation for you. I, I would also like to bring up, just as uh, Anvil has now kind of mentioned her, her suspicions, I just want to throw, throw something out there, see if, if we all eat it up like a hungry, hungry hippo. This soundproof booth, it always, conf- it always it kind of, at the back of my head, seemed a little weird to have a soundproof tech booth at a karaoke where obviously the tech is all audio. So surely you would need to, to hear and be... And, and, and be heard. And, I, you know, I do wonder if, if there was some collusion going on, whether the installation of such a soundproof tech booth would be an excellent opportunity to have conversations uh, without being overheard by uh, the rest of the team. And it wasn't, had, on, it wasn't on the original schematic. But I had comms on the whole time. How could I have a secret conversation? It's not like you're all standing just outside the sound booth usually trying to hear what I'm saying. Well, you know, it is best practice on all comms to keep yourself on mute when you're not actively talking. So I think it'd be pretty easy to, to, to have a conversation without us overhearing and uh, maintain your cover at the same time. Well, Anvil, thank you very much for uh, raising this as a concern. I very much appreciate it. Summit will very much appreciate it. It shows great respect for authority that you you brought this up at the possible cost of, uh, of team cohesion. Uh, so take a commendation for that. However, uh, tank top, uh, throwing your teammates under the bus, honestly, it does not show great team spirit. Take a citation for that. It's good that the phone was in fact recovered. Uh, so uh, hopefully after a couple of days in Rice, uh, we will have full capabilities back there. Uh, a couple of things just to wrap up. I understand that during the extraction, Banks, uh, Agent Banks took last-minute action that uh, succeeded in protecting the undersea data cable from damage and preventing a wide-scale internet outage. Banks, can you talk me through how was it going to be damaged and what, what did you do? So um, there was a very large, enthusiastic seal swimming towards the cable and I just jumped in the water and splashed around a little to distract the seal's attention and then hopped back on and was ready Sorry, to were you take not, everyone were you home. Not flying the helicopter at this point? No, I was on the boat on the way to the helicopter. Aha, I see. Uh, that, that does seem to make sense in terms of timeline. Can anybody else corroborate the story of the, uh, the, the seal? Well, I didn't know that Banks was going to faff around with the data cables doing some kind of helicopter skywriting immediately following this, but that is why I gave her the cover story to make sure that no one would be uh, the wiser of her last-minute action to 
to try to fend off any seals that were attacking the data cable. I mean, what I've learned from this entirely is that learning how to best deal with uh, mammalian adversaries in missions is clearly needs to be um, put up the top of our uh, internal training program. Uh, I have a few notes. I've been I, I've I've handed those over to our to our internal training team. You're absolutely correct. We should all be adding new skills to our repertoire all the time. Take a commendation, tank top. I do feel I rather put myself at risk with this seal in that moment in order to... Yes, as, as we've established, you did not have specialist training because that's Absolutely not on the not. services books yet. I, just show, I think that shows a dedication to the, to the team and to, to the mission. To put oneself in danger is, is a, a very noble thing to do. No one likes a brown-nosed tank top. Have a citation. Uh, take a, a commendation for stepping outside of your comfort zone and committing to personal development, Agent Banks. Thank you very much. Lastly, it's come to light uh, since uh, you all returned from the mission that one of you did, in fact, uh, successfully obtain the consultancy's client list, uh, which would be a great asset to the service to know exactly who they were working with. Pigeon, why have you not turned that over to the service? Why have you held on to it yourself? On my phone, isn't it? That does seem to make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I keep telling you, my phone fell in the sea. <laughs> I d- I... The story is very consistent, <laughs> and that's very efficient. Have a commendation. Thank you very much. A lot of eggs in one basket, isn't it? Mm, the phone is rather is sounding like rather a single point of failure. Well, I mean, again, budgets, isn't it? I don't have any other tech available to me. It is, uh, I suppose, uh, very fiscally responsible to only use a single device. And it's it's in the you know it's the rules, isn't it? I didn't want to start adding my own personal devices into the mix that wouldn't be appropriate that'd be a data management issue true true this is shading into criticism of service protocol pigeon uh, for which i must issue you a citation i'm afraid also I, d- sure. I don't know if there are any gdpr issues with taking the uh, consultancy's client list um i just like to flag that uh, uh, as well as a compliance issue well we're, well we're not bound by international law tank top we're the service well, I mean, GDPR is, is very important and data privacy is, uh, is ever so uh, important. And I think if we are to aid in governments, we should uh, live up to their highest ideals. Uh, we're not above the law, despite the fact that we're allowed to kill people. Like data privacy is like above, is, is more important than, you know, preservation of, of life. <laughs> that, that, doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like the sort of thing that a, that a, that a national security service would think at all. We don't think anybody should have data privacy. I think you've been out of action for too long, sir. This is true. But, you know, I can bring a a lot from the civilian world into this. You know, if if we're not always moving with the times, are we either, you know, what is the point? Are you saying the service are out-of-date dinosaurs? Tank top, take a citation. That does not show enough respect for authority. Now, I, I hate to I had to end the meeting on such a note, uh, but I, I believe I have I have the full particulars of the uh, the events of uh, Mission Ghost Recall. So I shall now uh, write up that into a uh, report, summarise that into an abstract, submit it to the next uh, service executive meeting, present it at that meeting, uh, and uh, return to you uh, at our next scheduled catch up with uh, summits, uh, findings, and, and decisions about uh, who bears responsibility and blame for the, for the various things. None of this is coming from me. You understand. It's all... It's all oh, absolutely. I'm, just, I'm just your conduit to, to summit. Many thanks for your time, Mr. Cassette. Uh, is the meeting the same time? I'm not quite sure my calendar is updating, and there's like a few people that's like maybes, and like unless we're all definite, confirmed yeses, I'd... I, I like it, is it really worth us just turning up and a couple of people not and us having to reschedule could we make sure we've got like uh, absolute confirmation now because we've had this a few times and it it, it really seems like uh, a waste of time when you turn up to a, an empty voice call you know yes please Every, everybody please do check your service emails ensure that you are free on the given dates or, or suggest a reschedule if not there's also been issues with uh, time zones. I think people are getting confused about what time meetings are because they're in different time zones. So can we just make sure that everyone's checking that as well? Yes, please give all times in good old 
GMT. There's a setting in Calendar, actually. One of the IT guys was telling me, I think that it is on one of our internal uh, IT wikis um, that oh, you great. can go and it, it kind of, you can go into a mode and it shows you all the time zones of all the people you've invited and whether they're available or not. Yeah, I think it sounds like you could just send us a link to a, to an FAQ yeah. here. Tank I will top. do that. That's not very efficient. Take a citation. Chatting, okay, yeah. I know the meeting's yeah. technically over, but have a citation anyway. <laughs> when we manage to reschedule this this next follow up meeting, I will I will return with uh, Summit's uh, feedback on the meet, on the the mission. Thank you. Uh, how do I how do I how do I end the meeting? You press it's that bomb bomb right bomb the red button. No, the other right. Is any? I'm here. I, can you hear me? Am I frozen? No, hey, you're fine. Jump, you just move our heads again. Yeah, we're here. Just sorry, it's on, there you go. on mute for a second there. Well, welcome once again, agents. Uh, thank you all for your efforts finding an appropriate date and time for this meeting. It's special thanks to those of you who are attending this meeting at antisocial hours uh, in your particular time zones. Uh, once again, for the record, uh, this is Agent Cassette chairing uh, the follow-up to the debrief of the mission codenamed Ghost Recall with the, the results from Summit. So, as, as we all know, the mission was a success, which means there is a promotion in the offing. Uh, however, there were irregularities, breaches of protocol, which of course means that, unfortunately, at least one of you is going to have to be, uh, as the uh, parlance has it, burned. So, let's begin with you, Agent Pigeon. Yes? You may have noticed a strange odour in your safe house. Uh, that is, of course, the, uh, the gas being pumped in through the vents. Uh, I estimate that you will fall unconscious within the next 30 seconds. Uh, when you wake up, you will be in the middle of a roundabout just outside Basingstoke, and all of your uh, personal records and accounts will have been expunged. Uh, you will be a non-person, I'm afraid. Summit, it's not coming from me, you understand. It's all Summit's decision. Uh, she, she felt that uh, your conduct on this mission was uh, not as exemplary as it could have been. Do you have anything to say before you succumb to the, to the gas? Suck it. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> Well, now that that little bit of unpleasantness is over, let's uh, let's come next to uh, Agent Tanktop. Now, I have a I have a note from Summit here. It simply says she doesn't want to see you around HQ for at least the next six months. <laughs> it says, uh, "Oh yes, she made me write this bit down verbatim." Um, Cassette, tell him I'm sick of his face. <laughs> so. Uh, of course, the service doesn't uh, uh, endorse personal attacks, but you know she is the the head of the service. So, sorry about that, tank top. Well, well, what do you think you'll do? Well, I mean, if that's the gratitude I get for coming back in to do one last mission to help a service I almost died for, I, I think I will probably head back to the Caribbean for six months and. You know, maybe she'll just never see my face ever again because, you know, this was... You come in, you take away my rank. Now you say you don't like my face? After all, that's about throwing agents oh, no, no, under the bus not, and being nice. I, I oh, no, no, I'm talking directly to Summit at this point. I'm sure she's listening in somehow. But uh, sure, you know, but if you ever need to save the world again, you know, don't come running for tank top. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm... I'm Sorry that you feel that way. Uh, if you have particular uh, complaints to do with the, uh, the protocols and codes, then, of course, you can uh, submit them through official channels. Um, ugh, uncomfortable. Anvil. Agent Anvil. Congratulations, Agent Anvil. Summit really felt that your conduct on this mission was exemplary that you stand for every one of the seven values of the, the service and effective black ops agents. 
And I know, I know you have disdain for these things and you're a real loose cannon who doesn't play by the rules. But still, despite that attitude, uh, you really came through for the service on this mission, Anvil. And so we will be offering you enhanced security clearance, a uh, black service uh, credit card with uh, access to our, our hidden budgets off the books, and um, your choice of, of executive ornament on your new corner office desk. It's all right, I already got a pet rock. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, we can we can f- perhaps talk to the boys in uh, in the, the lab and fashion some sort of fancy plinth for it. But congratulations, Anvil. Thank you, sir. Now, Agent Banks. Hello. You must be disappointed not to have got the uh, the corner office and the uh, and the credit card and the the black budget and so on. That's absolutely fine. You know, we all played our part. You win some, you lose Indeed. some. Indeed, and uh, Summit, in fact, felt that you played yours to an even higher level of uh, commendableness than than was called for. You oh. really went above and beyond what was called for by the service. You have come up with new effective habits and values of black ops agents that, that the service has not even come up with yet. So for this, uh, you are being awarded. Uh, and before, the, at the debrief, I didn't even know this was on the table, but Summit was simply blown away by your conduct. Uh, you are being upgraded to Omega-7 clearance, the secret highest clearance that the service has to offer. I didn't even know this existed. And you will get to be, you will get to serve the service, serve your country by being the first to undergo the experimental new process we are pioneering based on reverse engineering the technology that created Mosaic's digital ghost. You will be placed in a pod, electrodes attached to your head uh, and your your essence will be copied into the internet where you can serve the service by surveilling things like Reddit and Mumsnet. <laughs> oh no, what a punishment. Banks, I just, you know, if you need it, Poppins Protocol? <laughs> hmm. Just say the word. When? Now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, I want to support you in your career. And if you think the next step is to become a disembodied internet ghost, then I will support you all the way. But if you would like to be extracted from what seems like quite a terrible situation, <laughs> then uh, as your husband, I am here for you. Thank you very much. Um, what I'm not clear on is how, how would I use that clearance if I'm just if I'm just in the tank watching up Mum's net, surely I'll I'll just put the information from Mum's from. Well, you'll you'll be allowed to look at very very secret websites. I've got plenty of video of my husband with that hippo. To be honest, I don't I don't need <laughs> anything like that. Thanks. This is a great honour, and I really hope you'll accept it. No thanks. I think I might go and spend six months in the Caribbean as well. <laughs> Smart choice. Thanks for the offer, though. As we foreshadowed earlier, people rappel down the safe house that Banks is in and swing in through the windows to take her away to uh, to be turned into an internet ghost. Unless... Poppins! <laughs> I think you'll find that uh, Tank Top, throughout this entire thing, has been disguised as the sofa behind... <laughs> Behind banks, which is why it's like a very dark kind of illuminated, like uplit face uh, from the mobile phone. Uh, and as the people come in, he's just going. He's going to leap out and uh, just. Uh, he's pissed now. He's stabbing him in the face. He's stabbing <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> and he's going to <laughs> turn to banks. Go quick up the chimney, <laughs> and we will escape. <laughs> what, what's happening? Uh, oh. I, we seem to have lost the feed from uh, from Banks's safe house. Oh, I, I'm sure they've. Uh, I'm sure they're dealing with it. Suddenly, Cassette is startled and turns around to find that a small army of attack cats has breached his safe house. <laughs> Amazing! 
he's being furiously scratched at. There's yowling. Ah, ah, what are these? What are, what are, these aren't these aren't these aren't standard issue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when Pigeon wakes up on a roundabout in Basingstoke, person on a motorbike calls up and throws her a helmet and says, "Get on." And they uh, zoom off into the sunset. Is that is that because Pigeon and Amber are romantically involved now? Yeah, almost definitely, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Yay! Meeting adjourned. <laughs> oh dear. That's so silly. Oh man. That's so good. This has been Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, a studio production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Ellie Pitkin as Agent Pigeon, Helen Stratton as Agent Banks, Strat as Agent Tanktop, and Vicky as Agent Anvil. Our theme music is a collaboration between Alexander Pankhurst and me, Matt Boothman. I also play Agent Cassette, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Mission Accomplished, the role-playing game of Super Spies and Office Meetings created by Jeff Stormer. You can find Mission Accomplished and many other fine games at jeffstormer.com. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on! There's an ice cream van on our street and me and Ellie can both hear it in real life and hear it through each other's. It's parked right outside your house, Vicky. Go, oh, go, go. Jesus Christ. I mean, I've had a, I've had a duel of a dueling ice cream vans this afternoon. One amazing. playing the match of the day theme and one playing something I don't quite, I, that I recognise but can't work out what it is. I think today was green sleeves. Was it? It sounded a bit Harry Potter-y. I thought that was Harry Potter. You're right, it did sound a bit Harry Potter. I couldn't tell if it was because it was being echoed through or not though. Because I was like, I can't tell what I'm hearing in real life and what I'm hearing through Ellie's headphones. I mean, it's a weird... Do they really expect people to be running out of their houses to get ice cream? I just also... Like, ice cream vans are not exactly the most sanitary places to get ice cream from in the real world, let alone in a pandemic. My assumption, though, every time I see an ice cream van in London is that they're dealing drugs. Oh, yeah. I'm like, there's no ice cream in there. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they also have ice cream, I don't care. Yeah, you just got to oh make sure you order the right sort of snow cone. There are people ordering ice cream or drugs. <laughs> there are two people ordering ice cream, <laughs> ice cream or drugs. <laughs> ice cream or drugs. Ice cream or drugs. Daddy or chips. There's more people, more people. It's actually happening. People are coming out of their houses for the cake, the ice cream or drugs. What, what is it like they're getting? Beer now. Uh, my view of what's being given to them is obscured by a car. Mr. Whippy or an E? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine people taking E's in lockdown? <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. It would be so rubbish. Mr. Whippy's what I call speed. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>